0: What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over four percent, you could
1: lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every
0: year. Call us today at 8338 Rocket or go to Rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing letter, licensed in all fifty states and number thirty thirty.
1: Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm wishing you a very, very happy Sunday. And we're about two days away from Christmas, so that means we're starting our new year. And if you remember, I don't know if you heard last week's show. I probably should have done a Christmas show last week. But actually, the show that I did last week was about I Got Nothing, because that's how I felt last week. I said, you know, to the Lord, I got got nothing. And he said to me, well, that's something. And so it really helped me as I moved toward Christmas to recognize that Jesus is everything. He's everything. And he knows we've got nothing in a lot of ways. And so this is imperative that we recognize that, wow, the Christmas time continues to happen every year. God continues to give us the gift of a new year. And so next week, we're going to really focus on a new year and having your best year ever. And so today, let's think about this idea of what God has done through this Christmas time and what gifts that he may be giving you throughout the year that you're maybe not prepared for or don't even know how to recognize. And so I love the Christmas story, and and I tell clients frequently, everybody has a story. Everyone has a story. And once you start to learn and listen to someone's story, it's, a, it's amazing how unique, deep, complicated, complex everyone's life actually is. And so stories help us learn either what to do more of or give us courage to try a new thing or help us to learn not to do something so that we can avoid consequences instead of always having to learn through consequences so let's look at this Christmas story and we know it's it's just a blessed it was a blessed time and unfortunately for us this year it was very different and I'm sure that Jesus with Mary and Joseph can truly relate to that Mary and Joseph had a very different Christmas the world in fact had a very different Christmas when Jesus was born So think about this story that Mary has, how blessed she was to be the chosen vessel to be used by the Lord. Now, you know, think about that, how blessed she was. Yes, this is us talking about it more than 2,000 years later. So we're not necessarily thinking about the ramifications for this young girl, who by the way, was only 13. And so it's humbling and and it's uncertain for this poor young girl think about what kind of faith this 13 year old girl had to have to believe that when gabriel showed up it was really true maybe that's why jesus went to why god went to a 13 year old maybe an adult woman wouldn't have believed and 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 so i'm wondering how god sometimes picks the people that he picks so i can imagine that morning that the angel gabriel appeared to her you know it must have started like any other day she's probably helping her mom prepare breakfast, doing stuff in the house, cleaning things up, and she knew that she was engaged to Joseph. So maybe she was contemplating what it's going to be like to be married to Joseph. She's just this ordinary woman on an ordinary day, and then everything changed. So Gabriel, the the archangel Gabriel, greeted her. Could you imagine if, if, if an archangel showed up right in front of you and began to have a conversation with you, I, I can't imagine that she even, I, I don't know what she would do with herself. I don't know what I would have done with myself. And so the angel Gabriel says, good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. Now, I, I want to stop there. Because So much of what we do in life is trying to attain credit, attain honor, attain popularity, respect, whatever it is from the world around us, from our peers, from our neighbors, our parents, our children. And this is what God is saying through Gabriel. He said, you are beautiful with God's beauty. Now that, in and of itself, I could do a whole entire show on. Are you beautiful because God is in you? Are you beautiful because you reflect the heart of Jesus? Are you beautiful because God has changed your soul and your spirit, your mind? So you're more like-minded with God, more loving, more compassionate, more forgiving, more accepting. Are you beautiful inside and out? Because this is what I know about humans. They may not be that attractive outside, but if they're beautiful inside, all of a sudden they are highly attractive outside. So he says, you're beautiful with God's beauty, which means that tells us that she loved God, loved God. And he said, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. So he's reassuring This poor little 13-year-old girl. God is with you. I know this is a big thing to hear. God is with you. And that's Luke chapter 1, verse 28. So Gabriel greeted her by telling her how beautiful she was to God. Now, I love that, don't you? I mean, she's beautiful inside and out. So this is important. If this is the only gift you get in this Christmas time and the only inspiration you have to go into the upcoming new year, This is what God sees when he looks at you. He doesn't see the brokenness. He doesn't see the hurt all the time. He doesn't see the incompleteness. He doesn't see all the sin. He sees his beauty in you, that you are a created being. And he thought you up and chose to create you, made sure that you were conceived and that you made it out of the womb. That's what he sees. He sees his idea, his creation, the love, the time, the effort, the thought he put into creating you. So you have God's mark on you. You have God's fingerprint on you. And what we want to work toward is not just being beautiful outside, but being beautiful inside. So you see, God created the universe and knows everything about you and everything about the entire creation and all the beautiful angels, remarkable angels that he he lives with, right? And he thinks you're beautiful. That's a huge truth to try to take in because I know many times I don't feel very beautiful. And if you remember, I'm really big on this saying that God gave me when he said, feelings are very real. They're not always true. We need to seek God's truth, not trying to make everything real be true. Because a lot of things that are real are passing. So the experience is very real. And it's, it's important. I work with everyone on their experiences all day, every day for 25 years but I always am walking them toward truth so that they can see what is real as temporary. And if they love what is real, how to keep that reality permanent. So this passage in Luke shares that Mary was really shaken up by Gabriel's greeting. And she had a sense that something important was about to happen and it scared her quite a bit. But Gabriel comforted her. And I want you to think about how comforting God can be for you. And many times he may not have an angel show up for you. But he may have someone that's being impressed upon by an angel. And this is what God said to Mary. He said, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Think about that. Let's think about this new year as God having a lot of surprises for us. And if we know the heart of God, we're not going to let it be negative, like, great, how many unprepared things am I going to walk into? How many things I'm going to not know how to handle? How many big problems am I going to have to manage? But he's saying, God has a surprise for you, and you have nothing to fear. And he said to her, You'll become pregnant, give birth to a son, and call him Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Imagine if you're 13, an archangel is telling you that you are going to have the son of God, and that he will be called the son of the highest. And His throne is that bigger of his father, David, and he will rule Jacob's house forever. So I can only imagine, you know, how Mary's thinking. How was this to happen? Yet Gabriel told her that she had nothing to fear because God had a surprise, right? And who doesn't love a surprise, especially if it's from God, whose heart is perfect. So a a surprise is joyful, Delightful, special. So God has a surprise for you as well that is joyful, delightful, and special. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you that you cannot even conceive of or understand. Just as the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and conceived in her the promise of the birth of Christ, the Holy Spirit can conceive in you the promise of the birth of something new for you this year. He can accomplish this. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you hang in there. We have three more segments to go. Check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And really appreciate the reviews you leave on the podcast servers that you listen to the shows on. It helps us a lot. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And if you're just tuning in, make sure you visit your favorite uh, podcast server. And you can listen to the show anytime. You can also go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and listen to the most frequent shows right there on your computer from the website. Thank you so much for giving us reviews. It really helps a lot. So I appreciate you reviewing the show and all of your impact on social media. So we're talking a lot about this idea that this 13-year-old girl named Mary was visited by Gabriel, the archangel, and was told she was going to get pregnant and conceive a son that is God. Can you... Imagine how you might feel. I'm sure that God needed to go to someone young because anybody probably over the age of 18 wouldn't have believed. And so whether or not we have children on this earth, this is what I want you to think about. The birth of something new in you is what a new year is about. And next week, we're going to talk about the best year ever, how we are going to make this next year, 2021, The best year ever. So, whether or not we have children on this earth, we are all birthers. Really. I mean, God is birthing something amazing in each and every one of us that we cannot even conceive of yet. Just like Mary, we're ordinary people living out ordinary lives. And yet, God has something extraordinary He wants to do through us because we're an essential part of this whole creation. You matter. You were intended, you were planned. Now that it was always helpful for me to hear because if you've listened to any of my shows and know me at all, you know I'm adopted. And so that really helped when God said, you know, your your birth parents, they may not have planned you. They may not have even wanted you, but I planned you and I wanted you. I wanted you born. So it's an amazing thing to think that we really are all birthers, even if we're not birthing physical babies. We have something that God is conceiving within us that he wants to bring to fruition so that it is born and given away to everyone on the planet. That's his goal. So think about that. God has something extraordinary he wants to do through you. And so his way of using extraordinarily ordinary vessels to do these amazing things. I mean, look at David, humble shepherd who defeated Goliath. And it eventually grew him into the calling of becoming the king of Israel. Moses was a man who suffered from a speech impediment. And yet fear, fearlessly, led the Israelites out of Egypt. Paul was persecuted. Think about all these ordinary people that had extraordinary phenomenons that God did through them. So this is what God says. He says, you have nothing to fear. God is in it, all around it. He will see it to completion, that which he has conceived in us. And Isaiah, this is one of my favorite memory verses, 66 verse 9. It says, do I open the womb and not deliver the baby? Do I, the one who delivers babies, shut the womb? This is imperative. This is not about a concrete idea of delivering babies. This is God saying, whatever I'm conceiving in you, do I not open your womb to be able to handle that conception? So he's opening, it's kind of like a strange way of thinking about it, but he's opening our heart, our mind, our, our, our innermost part, our identity. He's saying he's opening that up and he's able to deliver whatever he's wanting to be birthed from that. So think about this. You're not gonna be pregnant forever, right? Isn't that one of the most wonderful things that women have? We don't have to be pregnant forever. So God is gonna birth an amazing thing in you. Nothing's impossible for God. And this is where you can recognize It's going to be this amazing thing if you will go through the pregnancy, right? So I know this is a lot of analogies, and you know, I love analogies. So think about that. If God has given me an idea, and it started, you know, he conceived this, and it started to kind of grow in me. Well, I've had some things that I've been pregnant with, some ideas I've been pregnant with for decades. I didn't know when. It would be actually born. And so this is important that you recognize that if God has given you a goal, an idea, an impression, an inspiration, you know, something that, that you are thinking is bigger than you, that you know would be so beneficial to you and God's people, well, let him work on the whole entire process a fruition. So let, let him do this inside of you. Don't rush to deliver. Take your time. Let God show you when the delivery is supposed to happen. So let me ask you something. What have you not been able to do? What have you considered impossible? See, maybe this is God's greatest gift to us this year. When I said to God last week, I got nothing, you know, last week I should have done a Christmas show when I was like, God, I've got nothing. I got nothing. All he wanted was something. See? And so even my nothing was something, and I gave it to God. So God used this one ordinary woman to do the most extraordinary thing in history. God became a man and dwelt among us. So if he can do extraordinary things through this young little 13-year-old girl, he can most certainly do extraordinary things through you. God still wants to birth things in you that no one else can do but you. You see, when God chooses to conceive, do the conception process with two people, he knows what he's wanting to make. So even if those people don't stay together, his goal ultimately was making sure that this human idea that he had, this human would be conceived and born. So think about that. Don't worry about all the naysayers outside of you. Don't worry about that. Just say, you know, okay, thanks. I appreciate your opinion. All right. But you keep going to God and saying, I think you're conceiving something within me. And I want to make sure it comes to fruition. I want to nur- nurture it, feed it, protect it, handle it, and not deliver too quickly. Right? So this is what Mary said back to the angel. This is Luke 1.38. She says, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. So we're going into a break. But I want you to think about this last phrase. She says, okay, I I think I see it now. I'm the Lord's maid and I'm ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. See, the power of agreement is a very spiritual issue. And when I buy into it and two or more are gathered and we agree... It has power so I want you to think about that I want you to be saying to God let it be with me just as you say Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me. We're kind of at the halfway mark, and so if you're just tuning in, make sure that you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the rest of the show. We also have some great study guides that you can download if you want to listen to the show with a group of your friends, um, a a study group, a a Bible group, you know, a, a Sunday school group, whatever it may be, just your friends in the neighborhood. So make sure you take advantage of being able to download that show as well as using a study guide that we've prepared for you to just have discussion about it. So we're talking about this lovely thing about Christmas. And, you know, I keep telling you, last week I had nothing. And um, God was so gracious to me. Because in the midst of me saying, God, I have nothing, he told me, well, that's something. Give me your nothing, and I can and will make something. And he did. And so this was really important lesson for me to learn, because on Christmas, that's an important, you know, this is an important time. I probably should have been doing a Christmas show. But I didn't have one. I really didn't. And God was so good to say, I want you to be speaking more out of my heart and my mind than yours so I can make something out of your nothing. So I want you to think about this that you can you know bring some joy and and peace into this holiday time and not reverting back to childhood dynamics and you know, common familial problems that we all had. And it, it's tough because the older we get, it seems sometimes that our, our relationships become more complicated with family. And family is difficult. We all have one. We all needed one. You can't grow up. You can't be, you know, if you don't have a family, you've got to have something. So even if the family is uh, a foster home, even if it's an orphanage, whatever it may be, you have to have family to grow up. And unfortunately, we are being raised by mistake-making people, to say the least. Sometimes they're, they're awful, horrible, egregious people. Sometimes we're raised by people that should never have had children. But here's what I've come to learn over all these years. Ultimately, When I die, I go back to my true father. I go home. This is temporary. So for those of you that are struggling with a family that is creating tremendous pain over this Christmas and holiday time and New Year's time, I want you to realize that ultimately, see, we don't have families in heaven. We're one big family. So this family was necessary for you to get to where you are You have to have parents of some kind, caregivers, to actually grow up, to be able to launch into your own life and do your own life. Anyone that has done something great for God all left their families. Some were kicked out. (laughs) Some were kidnapped. Some left. Some ran away because of their immaturity and selfishness, like the prodigal son. But everybody starts with a family. So I want you to make sure that you take your family with a grain of salt over this Christmas and holiday time so that it doesn't impede how you move into the new year. Because God has some pretty major things for you this year. And he wants to work through you and for you and in you. So one of the things we want to make sure is that this family stuff that we kind of get tangled up in, that we say, this is temporary. And the thing that is going to be most freeing for me is forgiveness. Now they may be doing some unforgivable things. Absolutely. So you're not God giving that wonderful forgiveness that sets people free necessarily. See, God puts our sins as far as the East is from the West and remembers them no more. We, we don't have that capacity. So what you're simply doing is saying, God, I'm forgiving so I can be free and move on because you have given me another year as far as I know. So I want to do 2021 as close to the way you designed it as I possibly can. And one of the ways to do that is to not have entanglements with people that affect the way that you make decisions. So recognize your family are mistake-making people, all of them. And even though it may feel extremely personal, what you want to say to, your life is, I mean, to, to yourself is, I've been given one life, and that's the life I'm going to live. And if I let too many people outside of me affect that life, I'm going to miss out on the life that God actually wants me to have. Now, this is not an easy thing to do. And I could actually do a whole entire show on it, which I may. But that's the thing I want you to think about. Everybody has families. So you be who you know God has called you to be. You walk into his miracle for you. Join me in the next segment, which is the last one. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you Thank you for joining me today I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host And you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia And thank you again for all your input in social media All your ideas, all your comments And I really appreciate you giving the the radio show that, That I do every week a review It really helps us to know what is really most meaningful to you and what helps the most for you. So I appreciate that very much. Now, we are talking about this whole Christmas. We're on the other side of it at this point. And I really want you to know what I am hoping for you for this Christmas time and New Year's, this new, this new year that we have coming. And um, I want us to think about that. That as we celebrate, you know, the birth of Christ and we begin to let, you know ourselves trust that God is birthing a new life a new thing into us and maybe into all aspects of our lives so God tells us in John ten ten that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy and that God comes that we may have a life and have it abundantly so let's take this to heart Because I can be honest with you and tell you that I've had many things stolen from me that should not have been. Some of them emotional, some concrete, some of it has been time. Some of it has been an experience. Some has been stolen by the lack of a relationship I needed in a certain manner. Whatever it may be, the enemy is consistently and fervently working against me. And don't think... That he ranks people necessarily, okay? He doesn't say, ah, well, we'll leave, you know, Joe alone today because he doesn't have that much impact on the world. No, no, no. That's not how God thinks. I mean, that's not how Satan thinks. See, Satan is really trying to harm God. That's all he's doing. He's wanting to upset, harm, steal, kill, still steal. (laughs) Sorry about that. Steal, kill, all right, what belongs to God and destroy it. So when you think about this, I want you to understand that the enemy is coming against you. And don't think that if you're not some big name in the world or have high popularity or a lot of power or something, that somehow Satan's going to leave you alone. See, Satan knows that every human created in a mother's womb is important to God. Every one of them has a name. He knows every single person that has been formed, conceived in a mother's womb. Whether that baby is completely birthed and lives a life out here on earth or not, God knows every single conception because he was in it. So the enemy is not going to turn a blind eye to you unless that's the thing that would hurt you the most and cause you to doubt God, cause you to doubt that God has any plans for you at all or that he even notices you. So if the enemy ignores you, he's doing this to hurt God, not because you're not important, not because you're not valuable. So this is very, very important that we take this to heart, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy everyone. Now, he's very crafty. He studies us. He learns us. And so he's very efficient at knowing what will kill me, what will destroy me what is so valuable to me that he wants to steal it from me. So don't be, don't, don't be, you know, confused or wondering whether or not you're important enough for the enemy of your soul to be against you. So this is what God says. He says, I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's what God is saying. He says, I know what Satan is trying to do, but I'm bigger. I'm better. I have more resilience. I'm smarter than Satan ever could possibly pretend to be. So let's take it to heart. Remember, we are alive because he breathed life into us. That was not just happenstance. That wasn't because we are talented breathers, okay? God has to breathe life into us in order for our life to even begin. So, this is, this is an important aspect when we remember that we're alive for a reason. And not only does this very life breath within us, okay, not only does this life breath live within us, it can do and will do what Ephesians 3.20 says, immeasurably more than we could ever hope for or imagine according to the power at work within us. Now, when I started to take that verse seriously, that God can do immeasurably more than what I could ever hope for or imagine, according to his power that's at work within me. See, that kind of is a game changer. What does that say to you? I want you to think about that right now. Do you understand that God can do immeasurably more than you could ever hope for or imagine? And that he can give that abundant life. That it is his power within you that can do things you never even believed could be possible. He can also heal you from things you never thought you could heal from. That you could achieve things you never thought you could achieve. That you could overcome things you never even considered being able to overcome. So this ever-present power is the abundant life of Christ. So for this year, I want us to live and believe that God can undo and redo what the enemy has done, as well as thwart his ongoing attempts to kill, steal, and destroy. So this is a great reset for us as we go into the new year. I want you to to give you some of these ideas for you to be saying, this is how I'm going to set up this next year that God has given me. I'm going to make sure that I allow God to undo and redo whatever the enemy of my soul has, has done to me. And whatever my whatever fa- failures and my fallenness, my you know, proclivities, whatever they may be, that God can undo them and he can redo them. And this is what I have found that God has done in my life. Whatever disaster I have incurred, whether it's my fault or someone has done it to me. God has been able to truly undo it and redo it. Now, that doesn't mean that he undoes something to make my original idea happen again. See, if he's in the original idea, he's going to make that idea happen. So let's say it's a marriage. What if my marriage failed? Well, God is able to undo and redo it. And if it's not being redone, then what he's doing is undoing What happened to you, how you got there, how that relationship failed, so that you can redo a new relationship, so that you can understand what needs to be in that new relationship, how you need to show up for that person. And God can do those things. Now it takes time. And you know, people, when I tell people my story and Michael and I getting married, I mean, I, I think I was I was probably 48 when I got married. I mean, that's, that's late. I never even dreamed that God could do this. And my, my husband, Michael, he never dreamed that God could do this for him. And so here we are, married in 2012, right? Almost 10 years, a decade. And I continue to be amazed at this relationship and what God has done. And I would not have believed it. I had a very, very painful first marriage. I I can't even begin to tell you the pain that was in that. And I didn't think I was ever going to do it again. (laughs) And I know that my husband felt the same way. He had some very difficult, difficult times in that marriage, that first marriage. And he wasn't ever going to get married again either. And what can God do? He undid all that pain that both of us had. He redid things in us so that we were the people we needed to be to have that kind of a union and move forward. Because God can do miracles. That's what we need to expect from him. So God is birthing his new life, his abundant life in us. So that's my prayer for you this season. And I'm also You know, my ongoing prayer for you throughout the coming year is that God blesses you richly, deeply. And and you know what? That you really see what the blessing is. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I've missed God's blessings when they were happening. And I only figured them out in retrospect. Now, God is still appreciative that I did figure it out. But I would like for me, for this new year, for me to be seeing what God is doing when he's doing it and not always have to see it in hindsight. I would like to kind of be with him instead of always behind him, right? Or ahead of him where he has to redirect me. So remember that we want to say to God, let it be with us just as he says. Just as he says. And that we don't miss it. So we're going to have this new year and, you know, newness is, you know, sometimes can be exciting, sometimes can be a little overwhelming and kind of daunting. And so we want to be careful about going into this new year and how we're going to do it. So I'm going to expand more on it as well next week, but I'm going to give you kind of a little start with it. So I want you to say, are you ready for the new year? Do you have in mind what kind of year you're going to have? You know, how can we successfully bring that last year to a close and have some have that new year and let it be new? And that's an important concept to recognize, that we have to maybe grieve the loss of this year. Maybe this year was so phenomenal for you that you think nothing can top it, and you don't want it to end. Again, this goes back to the saying that I am telling you regularly. And I tell my clients, I tell myself, I either trust God or I don't. There is no middle ground. I either trust his character, who he says he is, what he has done, what he is continuing to do, or I don't. And that's a huge deal. So when we think about this whole idea of getting ready for the new year, I want you to use last week's show. I want you to say to God, you know, God, in all, uh, really for reality's sake, I really got nothing. I got nothing to give you, God. But that's how Jesus was birthed. Mary, this 13-year-old girl, had nothing. She's 13. What could she possibly have, right? She's in a pretty, you know, poor family, maybe middle-class family, not wealthy, not royal. And so that's the nothing that we give to God. And sometimes we are so worried scared whatever it is controlling whatever it may be that we don't even want to let go of our nothing because at least our nothing is something to us so i'm telling you give the nothing to god and let him in this new year that you're walking into do something mighty amazing creative wonderful whatever it may be that he is specifically doing on your behalf because of his great love for you, which is very difficult for any of us to fathom. But God loves you deeply, completely, forever. He sees you. He knows you. He's working on your behalf. He planned you. And he can walk it out with you if you will let him do that. So God bless you. God bless you. And I look forward to talking to you next week about this Happy New Year, right? So Happy New Year.
0: We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician